Hey friends, welcome back to Witch Church. It's Mal. I just wanted to say hi before you get into this week's Witch Church Live. And I wanted to pop on here and just remind you that my spring tarot course semester is open for enrollment as we speak. I have two classes starting during the first week of April 2022. The first class is Tarot for Personal Transformation. This is sort of like my seven-week tarot journey that's kind of like a Tarot 101, only it's more than a Tarot 101 because, hence the name of the course, Tarot for Personal Transformation. <laughs> we are going to use the cards and learn the cards um, one by one, but also we're going to kind of discuss how to use tarot as like a therapeutic, cathartic tool that can help us on our spiritual journeys, our mental health journeys, our journeys with getting to know ourselves, etc., etc. So we're really going to be exploring tarot beyond just this tool that was traditionally used as like a predictive kind of thing, right? Like we're not reading the tarot in a way to tell the future. We're learning to use the tarot as a ally to our own personal development and self-discovery. So um, all levels of tarot are actually invited to join this course. So I've had complete tarot novices join this course, complete beginners, but I've also had some more intermediate or advanced tarot readers really get something out of this course as well because um, we learn the cards from such a different perspective and it's just a good class too to maybe renew your relationship with tarot if it was something that you were into previously and maybe you've maybe lost your relationship with the tarot a little bit you want to get back into it this is an awesome class to enroll in and my other class is called fools who run with the wolves an advanced tarot journey and this one is for my more advanced tarot readers who also uh, kind of want to do a book club tarot class hybrid hence the name fools who run with the wolves we actually will be reading and discussing women who run with the wolves by clarissa pincola estes and if you're an og podcast listener y'all know that this is a one of my books that really actually changed my life and helped me on my spiritual path so we're going to be reading this book and discussing how the tarot and the archetypes of the tarot show up in the stories that Clarissa Pincola Estes tells within Women Who Run With the Wolves. So it's going to be a really interesting semester. I'm excited to see how this class is going to turn out. So if you're interested in a more book clubby tarot hybrid course, um, I think this one is for you. I would love to have you. Both classes are live classes, live online Zoom classes where you can join from anywhere in the world. However, the recordings are of course available if there are some classes you cannot make it to live, okay? I'll leave it up to you 
to read the rest of the details on my website. The link is below in the show notes and please don't hesitate to reach out to me whether it's email or Instagram if you have any questions about the courses or if you're really really interested but you can't quite afford it let me know I'm really flexible with scholarships for students who are excited and willing to learn. Okay my friends thanks for listening to my little announcement and I'll let you get into the weekly Witch Church Live. I hope the messages resonate and I'm sending you good vibes this week. Yesterday, I see Nick is here. Hi, Nick. Yesterday, me and Nick from In Search of Tarot, um, used to be Man of the Cards, now In Search of Tarot, met in person for the first time. It was great. We did a very Sun-Neptune activity. We went to an art museum and we had a lot of fun. And also, I wanted to say that this week, um, I'm going to talk about the Justice card. um, And I wanted to also say to Nick that they kind of inspired this because I was telling them yesterday that I've been pulling the Justice card um, kind of a lot recently. It's sort of, uh, I don't know, like, you know, you just go through these moments where you're pulling the Justice card a lot, right? And for me, um, you know, sometimes the Justice card can be a little bit of like a harsh energy in in a way um but yesterday actually nick reminded me that there is kind of uh such a thing as gentle justice (laughs) and i was like oh that's that's like perfect and i was meditating on that more this morning how the justice card can be um, a little bit of a more gentle force and i actually kind of think that's perfect because today Again, we have that Sun-Neptune conjunction. Um, So there's a little bit of like this vulnerability or this this Neptunian like poetry, sleepiness, dreaminess in the air. Um, And also keep in mind that this week is the last week of Pisces season. So next Sunday, we'll meet on the astrological new year or the first day of Aries season. So that's on Sunday, the 20, the 21st, um, Sunday, the 20th. Sorry. Yeah. Next week, Sunday is spring equinox, Ostara, sun enters Aries, international astrology day. (laughs) Um, so It's kind of a liminal, we're still in that liminal space we were talking about last week. Um, And the last week of Pisces season can be, um, I don't know, magical and soupy and um, a little bit emotional. Maybe there's some grief during the last week of Pisces season. Maybe there's like a little bit of a feeling of being lost or wondering if we made the right decisions and all of that and in a weird way it is kind of um cool that the justice card is coming to visit us like 
right before the astrological new year. In a way, this week is us preparing to go into the astrological new year next week. And honestly, the first, even though I am a Pisces, I love, love, love the shift from Pisces season to Aries season. For me, it kind of marks um, a really powerful new beginning, as cheesy as it sounds. And I've said this before on old episodes of the podcast, but I feel like there's like three different new years we have during the year. Um, especially if we are practicing like witchcraft or we kind of honor the wheel of the year because we have Samhain or Halloween kind of being the witch's new year. So for me, that's kind of a moment of questioning like, okay, what has worked and what has not worked and sort of like a moment of pause, like we're going into the new year, um, but we're also... Uh, kind of dying and going into hibernation and losing light at the same time. So, you know, it's a little bit of a, a paradoxical time. So got the witch's new year on Halloween. Then we've got the muggle new year, of course, on January 1st. So in between the space of like Halloween and January 1st, you know, once January 1st actually rolls around, I'm like, my my capitalist conditioning is just like full blown out. <laughs> like, don't you feel like that around January? You really have to fight with like the societal pressure to like do, 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 go, 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 um, manifest, manifest, manifest or whatever. And you're like, oh my God, I'm not feeling it. Right. And then you feel like a failure because you're not like going with the flow. But so that's another point of like, new year energy and now okay now we get to Aries season on March 20th and that's like my favorite point of this like new year kind of um this new year cycle we've been in kind of since even Halloween time um this really feels to me like in alignment for a really good launching off point it's a really good slingshot because something really magical happens from the time we are in Pisces season into Aries season. Um, because Pisces season kind of represents the liminal space before birth. You know, Pisces is almost, um, we could say it's like just the soul gestating before it receives its human form. And Aries season is sort of the moment we kind of exit the womb and we receive a name. Um, I've said this before on the podcast, uh, but I also think it's a good time to reconnect during Aries season with the power of your name, um, the power of like what your name means and uh, what you associate with um, that part of your identity. I know it sounds weird, but because Aries season is almost like a celebration of birth, 
uh, think think about that. Like the day you were born, you entered into this world. You chose your natal chart placements. Your soul waited to come to this earth on that exact moment so you could have your placements that you have. And then, you know, someone named you and, you know, that brought more meaning and power to your life. It, you know, so it's like, it's kind of a big moment, right? Like we're we're in a weird way, metaphorically, the last week of pregnancy and then next week it's like we're giving birth um so nick you said the outsider tarot renamed it adjustment yeah you know the um i'm pretty sure the thoth deck also calls justice um adjustment as well which i which i love um and Noel, you said astrological witch Chinese and Muggle New Year. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Um, and uh, Natasha, you said just got chills and Aries rules the head. Yes, it does. Um, starting from the top again. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, so yeah, there's just like this kind of really beautiful metaphorical moment. Um, and I think that's why going back to my inspiration for today, the justice card and kind of what Nick was saying yesterday about there being such a thing as gentle justice. Um, what does gentle justice mean this week? Um, well, let's talk about harsh judge justice. <laughs> I feel like like a, a harsh reading of justice is um, uh, kind of often what I feel uh, about this card, like cause and effect. You know, the rules of cause and effect. If I do this, you know, A plus B equals C. Um, if I put in this amount of work, this will come out of the situation. If I don't put in this work then this won't come out of the situation. You know, you either study for the test or you don't. You know, you either do the homework or you don't. It, like that sometimes feels to me like justice in a way, how our actions lead up to what is in front of us. Um, but that's kind of harsh too. And it can kind of put us um, put us in a little bit of a, a, a bit of, I don't know, for me, like, rest shame or if there is something that I do want to bring about but also I'm not feeling the energy to actually put it into action you know sometimes the justice card can make me a little bit nervous I start feeling like I project my insecurities onto it sometimes and I'm like oh man am I not doing enough to like get to the outcome you know okay so we've got we've got some of conditioning, I think, that can sometimes be associated with the Justice card. Now, let me show you this Justice card, uh, which is from the Mother Peace deck. And this is really my favorite Justice card of all time. Um, so um, for those of you who are re-listening on the podcast, we're seeing um, these, like, three people. They're supposed to be representative of, like, the three fates. Um and these three fates or these three people are making connections with different parts of nature. Like there's a tree, there's a deer, there's a waterfall. And I'm going to read you from the Mother Peace guidebook. Um, 
let me read you the description of this picture. So, the three Norse goddesses of destiny have stopped at the ash tree. They want to listen and respond to all of life. A goddess holds a crystal in one hand. Through the stone, she connects down to the pulse or giant crystal at the center of the earth. Her other hand lies on the roots of the tree. At the same time, a second goddess gives the tree water. Then she feels with her other hand to make sure that the tree is getting what it needs. And a third goddess completes the circle around the tree. She reaches out to touch a deer and ask him what is needed. He answers for all the animals, including humans. And the, um, who is this? Karen Vogel ends up saying to the justice things are happening as they should. By taking care of a central purpose, the justice ensures harmony, balance, and the righteousness of life. If someone is not feeling at peace right now, perhaps they don't see the overall picture. Injustice, the goddess teaches us about cause and effect, consequences, and karma. Okay, so, you know, I feel like what this depiction of justice shows to me is like how things are in are naturally harmonious um if we actually go into a forest and we see sort of like an quote-unquote imbalance we also know that naturally the ecosystem of the forest will take care of that so-called imbalance so that imbalance isn't even really an imbalance, if that makes sense. Um, I saw a beaver in the woods uh, in the past week. And it's unusual to see beavers during the day because they're nocturnal. Um, but I did see one and I thought it was a sign. And it does kind of remind me of the justice card in the sense that like, um, beavers like will, um, you know, kind of knock down trees in order to build their dams, right? And they eat bark and, you know, um, you know, when a beaver like knocks down a tree to make its dam, the, the forest doesn't say like, oh shit, like, oh man, we, we got, we got a tree down, tree down. We got to We got to fix this. You know, like we got, this is panicking. We're all panicking. You know, the beavers took down this part of the forest. We're, we're in an imbalance. We all got to come together and fix it. Like the nature doesn't do that, right? Like there's this sense that um, there's something about nature that understands that if the beaver takes the tree, like new things will grow and how one part of the ecosystem can be sort of um, fed to another part of the ecosystem, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm thinking about like in our human lives, a lot of the times we, we don't have that perspective, right? Like when quote unquote, a beaver knocks down a tree in our life, we automatically click in to fixing mode, rebalancing mode. Um, 
we click into our free will. Like, what can I do to rebalance or restore this harmony? Um, but there is something about the justice card that sometimes reminds us that, like, we almost don't have to do as much as we think we're, we need to do, if that makes any sense. Like, right now, what if the universe is kind of taking care of a lot of the rebalancing stuff that you're worried about, you know? Um, and... Um, Nick, you said an internal adjustment versus an outer adjustment. Exactly, exactly. And Kaylin, you said, I'm getting sometimes there's justice in receiving the good that you deserve. Yeah, that is such a good point. Um, that is like a, a beautiful, uh, you know, intuition too about the justice card. It doesn't always have to be the fear that I was projecting onto the card earlier this week. What am I not doing? Cause and effect. Like if I don't put this amount of work into this, then this thing isn't going to come to fruition. And like, you know, we can really project, you know, you hear my, you know, capitalist conditioning, rest, shame, you know, in that projection onto the justice card. But, you know, sometimes the justice card, like you said, Caitlin, it's like, what if, what if there isn't really any work to do right now? Like, what if the universe is just naturally adjusting? You know, the universe every single second is naturally adjusting to something. Astrology teaches us that. Nature teaches us that. Um, like, every single second, there's, like, little adjustments happening and little rebalances happening all around us, right? Right? So what if we don't have to force anything in this last week of the zodiacal year, right? Um, and Katie, you said, this message brings such relief and release. In what ways am I taking on the role of justice in a hero font way? Where is it not my place? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I do think that... Um, <laughs> Um, I am watching, I'm watching the Real Housewives of New Jersey right now. <laughs> really great, great show if you, if you need to understand the justice card. I actually think a lot of the Real Housewives, um, shows are actually really good examples of, like, some, some low frequency, uh, justice moments where, um, we decide of our own, on our own free will you know, from our own ego that like someone has to rebalance the situation. There has been, there's a lot of moments, especially in Real Housewives of New Jersey, where, you know, some of the housewives or all of the housewives at some point do feel like there's something, um, you know, there's been an injustice done to them, you know, and like taking that injustice on and then trying to rebalance the situation and then the situation becomes even more unbalanced, right? And that can happen during a justice card moment. Like a lot of the times we mistake, um, you know, all of us have felt, oh, that's unfair. The universe hates me. God... God is picking on me, 
you know, I'm Job, you know, and God is giving me this hard time, you know, all of that kind of, um, those, those thoughts, like how we pity ourselves and how we sometimes feel like an injustice has been done to us. Right. And, um, in reality, like how much of that is actually the truth of what is actually happening. Right. Um, and obviously I'm not talking about like the greater social injustices of our world. I'm talking more about like when we, uh, you know, get a parking ticket or something like that, you know, like I'm talking about like the little annoyances of life. Um, and, um, Lauren, you said, I always think of the major arcana cards as energies that we need to surrender to instead of having to put in a lot of effort. However, that's a lot of soul work to surrender to these themes. Good point. Good point, Lauren. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, um, I think there's a lot of major arcana cards for me as well, Lauren, that don't translate to, you need to do this, put in this action, right? Again, sometimes my ego projects that, okay, I need to do this action. But like you said, a lot of these major arcana cards are about like greater moments of our spiritual path that are happening on more of like a heightened plane, right? Um, Talia, you said always wanted a spiritual healer who watches reality TV and you are it. <laughs> well, you know what? I think, you know, for me, um, and Kelsey, um, Kelsey Rose is also, we share this, um, in common if you guys follow them uh they're a great human design astrologer practitioner but um we talk about this a lot like the like needing to watch um reality tv or just something dumb uh for me that is part of like self-care as a highly sensitive person um there's something about like healthy desist healthy disassociation that like I have to allow myself to engage in as um a highly sensitive person who holds hold space for others you know sometimes you just <laughs> you like can't spend every single hour of the day um you know whatever you, you just need to you know watch the real housewives sometimes and that's I think that's legitimate self-care um but yeah, that's the that's the assignment for the week. Watch some Real Housewives. Um, I'm serious. Like, watch some Real Housewives and see if you can see. I mean, pretty much any season, any any city that your heart desires, and see how the Justice card actually shows up in that show a lot. But it's like a lower frequency of the Justice card. Because a lot of the times, um, uh, like the justice card moments that are presented in that show, in those shows specifically, are like an ego-based justice where we are really acting on, you know, our own free will executing the rebalancing of a situation and then throwing the balance of the situation off even more right? I feel like the more gentle, the gentle justice, right? That feels to me coming through this week. 
is almost about um I don't know how to put this in a sentence that isn't necessarily a cliche but uh, you know the go with the flow like how do we actually go with the flow of justice I think that kind of adds up to going with the flow of the universe right um again if you want to see that if you want to see a high frequency a higher frequency of the justice card literally go outside and you know just look how right now i mean i'm in the midwest but you know right now you can see that the dead leaves you know are now acting as like fertilizer for new stuff to bloom right so you can literally see how every single thing in a forest like including a dead leaf is acting towards this natural harmonizing force as humans we actually mess that up <laughs> like we've messed that up for the universe like you know the the sort of um uh global warming pollution um you know the industrial revolution agriculture all of that actually can be related back to like going against the grain going against like the natural harmony of nature and look how our world's like messed up from that right so if we as humans can get more in touch with just following what nature wants us to do that will naturally be like a harmonizing force um you know what i say too um what i've said in my tarot classes about the justice card um another way to understand it is recycling and littering <laughs> Um, you know, the, the kind of sense that when you, we've all done it, when we drink from a plastic water bottle, if someone drinks from a plastic water bottle, like that's a justice card moment, you know, you created waste. Okay. So you're creating that waste. So it's like now what is, what is, um, now it's up to you to know what to do with that waste. Like, how are you going to reharmonize the world after you've created that waste? So we have the choice. Are we going to recycle this thing? Even if we do recycle it, it was still created, right? Or are we going to throw it on the ground in the forest? And, you know, like, that's something that the justice card brings up, like, when some when we create something we have to deal with the consequences of it okay um and lauren you said i had a very strong relationship with that card a few few years ago i took it out of my deck and put it on my fridge for a year just to try and let that energy work through me yeah yeah and i think that's like i think that's beautiful um is anybody ha does anybody happen to be in a justice card year themselves? Um, I think I'll be in, no, I'll be in a justice card year in a few years. Right now I'm in a hermit card year. Um, but 
yeah i don't know so it's just i i love this card i love how this specific depiction of justice is is kind of drawn and explained uh let's pull let's do this my friends let's pull a um another card just to kind of wrap up this message and i want to ask um with these like we're talking about really big themes right um we're talking about really big themes of um the universe right now so i wanted to ask spirit like how this week can we bring that more into our human experience and how can we um kind of feel through the justice card in our everyday life this week as we are again marinating with this last week of Pisces season birthing ourselves into the astrological new year <laughs> Alrighty, we got eight of swords in reverse all right Hang on, let me listen to that for a second. And if you have any uh, intuitive hits, you are more than welcome to throw them in the comments. Yeah, Eight of Swords in Reverse. Um, you know, what comes to me too is um, with the Eight of Swords in Reverse, maybe we're kind of in a way... Um, letting go of like a responsibility or a sense of like duty or obligation that we have tied ourselves up in that is not actually ours to like claim or worry about um how many times do we start worrying about shit that isn't in our control right and the Eight of Swords oftentimes is moments where we create our own prisons. They're, they're mind prisons though, right? They're like, they're, they're prisons of our own narrative where we may be um, kind of taking control of a situation and um, where there actually isn't, we don't need to take control of it at all. Okay, so if we do start to feel like this picture this week, if we do start to feel Eight of Swords-y, like, oh God, like, um, for me, the visceral feeling of the Eight of Swords is like being caught in like a thought loop, f kind of feeling a little bit obsessive, feeling like I'm really trying to figure something out, um or like something is stressing me out the eight of swords can definitely be that reminder it's kind of a relief when it comes out i know this card doesn't look like a relief but sometimes it does it does relieve me when i'm like oh thank you i'm just fucking with myself right now like <laughs> like i don't actually need to get myself worked up in this much of stress or anxiety about this situation Maybe the universe has it all covered. Maybe the universe, a la the justice card, is reharmonizing something for me already, right? 
Um, and, uh, let me see here. Lauren, you said, I just saw those swords fall from the sky. Gravity took them down for us in combination with justice working through us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Deconditioning um, mental loops, definitely Noel. And Natasha, you said, this card followed me for a long time, upright and reverse. I always feel in reverse, the binds aren't as tight as you think they are. I'm not really trapped, it's a mental game. Exactly. And um, Katie, you said, perfect, you played yourself. Yeah, no, actually, like, that's why it sounds weird. It sounds like a weird tarot reader thing to say, like, how tarot readers always take, like, the scariest looking cards, and they're like, I love this card. But truly, like, when I get the Eight of Swords, I feel relief because I'm like, okay, I'm playing myself. Like, exactly as you said, Katie, like, I've created some kind of mind prison that isn't 100% true, if even 2% true, right? So um, be careful of those mind prisons this week and really just let the flow of the justice card come to you, okay? Um, all right, friends, that's the message for this week. Um, I did see a question here, up here. Um, and uh, Peachy, I'll answer your question in a second. And if anybody else has any tarot, wants a tarot card pulled, or um, maybe as a general question, needs a book recommendation, <laughs> needs a prayer, needs good vibes, I would love to be of service to you today. So comment down below, what can I help you with today? Um, I will also shout out that my spring tarot class enrollments are open as we speak so i have my tarot for personal transformation class um which is kind of like my tarot 101 only it's more than that because we go over all 76 cards of the tarot but we also go on a journey with that class because it's it's a lot about how to use tarot for um like your own therapy like sort of like uh, how can we use the cards to improve myself or connect with my inner child or um you know tuning into my wants and my needs uh how do i use the tarot as a tool for deconditioning um a lot of my students really really liked the class and got a lot out of the class because i think so many times um you know tarot classes bring us into cookbook definition mode where someone is like saying like read this book or like here's the definition of this card and then we kind of get stuck in a little bit of like a memorization kind of vibe with the tarot and I actually don't think that's um I don't know if that's really what tarot is for in my opinion so it's not that class is not about learning a bunch of cookbook definitions it's really about like forming a personal relationship with some of these cards so it's kind of like a journey and um the spring class that i'm doing is the empress cohort for me you know the empress is a lot about nurturing ourselves and reparenting ourselves and um i'm thinking about how this class is 
probably going to be, uh, yeah, I'm wondering if the themes of the Empress are going to show up in some profound ways. So we'll see. My other advanced tarot class is, uh, has to do with women who run with the wolves, which is a awesome spiritual text. So if you're a little bit more of an advanced tarot reader and we want to maybe work on, um, maybe working through some of this book and how the tarot relates to this spiritual text, uh, that is my advanced tarot class. So more information on my website. I would love to have you as a student. Uh, even if you do not, um, even if you're not interested in enrolling, uh, I'll ask you guys for a prayer. Will you be in agreement that my aligned students find me this semester? Um, and if you spread the word or hear hear about anybody wanting to learn tarot um, and you think we would be a good match as teacher-student, please send them my way. And yeah, I'll just ask you guys to be in full agreement of this. Um, my aligned students finding me this semester. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'll feel that. Feel that love. Okay, so that's enough of that. Let's get to um, Peachy. So you said... Is there any messages for me? I'm moving soon. Is it a good decision or should I be on the lookout for something? Okay. Nine of cups. Yeah, I think, um, you know, what I was getting when I was shuffling the cards, Peachy, was... Um, that this isn't necessarily about um, the the right decision or the wrong decision. It's more about trusting yourself with this transition. And also, I think sometimes when we're making good moves for ourselves, um, you know, or like good things are kind of shifting in our lives, I think there's sometimes... Um, you know, maybe trauma stories or like old narratives that like if something good is happening, like something bad must be around the corner, you know, or something like that. You know, don't we sometimes have that? Like, oh, things are going really well. When are things all going to come crashing down, you know, or like, oh, I'm going to make this decision. Like, what if it's a horrible choice? Um, I think in this sense, the Nine of Cups is coming to me as like really like rooting down in your own self-trust. And maybe there's even um, a simpler question. It's not necessarily like what um, is this the right decision or the wrong decision? It's more about like, well, am I perfectly happy and content and without suffering in my current place? probably not you know so it's kind of like um you know going into the next step could be uh, uh, uh making some room for more ha happiness or abundance or joy um if that makes sense peachy uh okay so let's see here Honey Jelly, you said, hi, Mal, can I have a card? I want to see if Spirit has a specific message for me. Yes, let's see, Honey Jelly. Hero font. Okay. Um, I actually think, Honey Jelly, I'm not 
necessarily, you know, getting anything, you know, this card can be kind of about, of course, like our conditioning and what society has taught us about our sexuality, our gender expression, you know, what kind of job is good or bad, you know, all of that kind of stuff that just gets ingrained into us, right? Uh, but I, I don't know if I'm necessarily getting a message about conditioning here. I'm actually getting a more literal, like, teacher message because the hero font sometimes appears as, uh, like, some kind of spiritual leader or a teacher. And I'm thinking about, like, how do we become our own, like, spiritual teachers and leaders? And maybe there's a little bit of a... Uh, a draw to deepen your spiritual practice or, you know, come home to your own spirituality a, a little bit more in a disciplined way. And I think there's some invitation here, Honey Jelly, about maybe, yeah, connecting to your own, like, inner spiritual teacher. Um, you know, this week when you're tempted to reach out for the answers for someone from someone else or reaching out for validation from someone else. It, it's almost like this moment of connecting like, oh, wait, I have this like wise teacher inside of me, you know, and what are they saying? Okay, Katie, you said, I would love a card for the week, loving the housewives recommendation. <laughs> All right, friends. Uh, okay. Also, Talia, I have to watch the, um, I've just, I haven't watched Salt Lake City yet. I'll have to check that out. I saw your comment there earlier. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Katie, you got the five of pentacles in reverse. Okay. So this, I'm going to listen to this for a second. Um, but this feels to me like, um, Katie, this week might be a good week to, um, uh, it, it feels like there's going to be a little bit of, uh, tension with you and the fear stories that are surrounding you at the moment. And I think sometimes there's, there's a couple ways we can deal with fear, and, you know, we can look at our fears straight on and play that, like, game of, like, okay, what is the worst fear here? And what if that happens? And what if that happens? And what if, I, what if that happens? And we can, like, follow the what if to, like, the worst case scenario and kind of realize, oh, that's not going to happen, probably. You know, like, that's one way we can deal with our fears, um... For me, sometimes the best way to deal with fear is about not ch choosing um, to not engage with it. And that's different from repressing stuff, right? Because like there's a difference between having a lot of anxiety and like pushing it down. That's not what I'm suggesting. I I'm talking about like if there is a narrative that is false that I know is false and that keeps replaying in my head and creating fear, um, sometimes I'll just kind of distract myself from it. And that's when I start to move into my body a little bit more, like through maybe something that, 
creates heat in the body and kind of makes me sweat like some kind of movement or that's when I start like cook baking cookies or something (laughs) or like that's when I start like um saying you know what I have the night off from worrying about this like I am not gonna give this the energy um so I think this is about like almost giving yourself permission to distract yourself from some of those fear narratives and also giving yourself permission to check out of those fear narratives and almost catch them as they start their loop. Um, if that makes any sense to you, Katie. Talia, you said, could, could you pull a card for my son, Ari, who is seven weeks this week? That would be amazing. Yeah, let's see here. Um... I hope I'm, I'm not sure if it's Ari or Ari, um, Talia. Ah, four of, four of wands. <laughs> I like that, Talia. I think there's something, I think it's like kind of, um, just kind of beautiful, like with, um, like this moment, although, I mean, I can't complete, I can't at all, um, relate personally, but I can kind of tap into the energy of like being a new parent and inviting like a new soul into this world and like how much of a celebration that can be Um, but also maybe even the grief that presents itself too because I think a lot of times parents do feel like we're in they're in kind of like a limbo between like who I was before I had kids and like who I am now and like how do I like integrate this whole thing, right? And I think this week, especially with the new baby and their seventh week kind of celebration, I think there's like something here about maybe clicking into like really beautiful possibilities that could be present and also clicking into something I told you, I think even in a reading, um, was like kind of clicking into the fact that I think parents and children, their souls really choose each other and kind of like celebrating that, you know, you guys found each other, you know, in this, in this way. So I think there's a lot of, there's some, there's some celebration joy vibes here. Um, And Jessica, you said, Hey Mal, I have, a grab for next week at work. I applied for a major promotion. Thanks so much. Yeah, let's see here. Jessica. Work, we'll say work guidance. Cool. It sounds like you've been tapping in to your self-trust and your intuition. Eight of Wands. Ooh, I like that. Eight of Wands is like when things just feel energetically aligned. Um, so regardless of this, okay, I was, I feel like I was a little blurry there for a second. Um, Jessica, regardless of the, um, ending story of you applying for this promotion, I think it's undeniable that right now your energy is in alignment for, um, bigger, more aligned things to come your way. Hi friends. We we just had a we just had a big internet glitch. I hope we're okay. Um also, I don't know if my guys, I just pulled I probably um yeah, got to love the internet. I probably scared this person away. 
whoever I pulled, <laughs> whoever I pulled the three of swords for. Um, but sorry if you have to retype your question, but I'm still here if you have any, um, if you have any questions and I'm hoping, I think Mel, let's see if Mel comes back. Um, Mel, if you're here, if you're here, comment below. Cause I think this message was still coming through. Um, but, um, Oh yay, Mel's still here. Okay, cool. And Evie, I'll do um I'll do a uh Evie, I'll come with till you in a second here. Yay, okay, I'm happy you're still here, Mel, because like I hate when the message is only halfway done. But we were talking about acceptance with the three of swords, and you know what was coming through too with the three of swords was um let me click back into the message here. Mm, okay, there is something about energetic management too in relationships that was coming through Mel. And sometimes we don't realize it, but sometimes it's more energy to, um, you know, sometimes it's more energy to like constantly be investing in like hope or improvement, or like, you know, um, investing in uh, like the energy of like the future of the relationship, right? Like that's a lot of energy. And sometimes it takes more energy to do that. And sometimes it's more draining to do that than to come back to the present moment and kind of accept exactly what it is at the moment right so there is something here mal about like it feels like a tension between like future of like maybe um illusions or dreams or visions or manifestations of like what this could be and the actual reality of what is happening right now and maybe the energetic management between those two things. I'm not sure if that makes sense to you, Mel, but that's kind of what's coming through. Like, how much are we investing in a future that, you know, might actually, in investing in that, it might actually be draining energy from you? And how could re-arriving back to the present moment, even if the present moment is filled with some tougher things to accept how can that be something that actually gives you more energy to move forward and make the right decision for you in your relationship okay so that's what i'm getting here um and let's see evelyn you said i love the card for the week absolutely let's see Evelyn, okay. Okay, Seven of Swords. Okay, so I think for some reason this is coming through in um, uh, more of like a, a relationship connection. I'm not sure if that's uh, romantic or friendship or if it's like family necessarily, but Evelyn, I'm getting that, um, you know, there's some kind of examination of like 
giving and receiving this week that's coming to mind with certain relationships and I want you to maybe tune into uh like energy that maybe you're giving and energy that's being kind of taken from you from other people and this doesn't always have to be like malicious right like I don't think I'm not necessarily trying to be like, oh, there's energy vampires, you know, around you or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that phrase in general, to be honest. But I think there is something about like, what is draining your energy? Maybe what is feeling, what is making you feel like there's not enough energy for you to take care of yourself this week? And how can you kind of um, either set boundaries in order to get some of that energy back or um, what would it be like to just kind of maybe even test the waters with like what would it be like to not invest so much of my energy into this person, into this thing, into this event or this narrative and how do I bring that energy back to caring for myself okay so anywhere you are tempted to kind of give your energy to someone who's draining or give your energy to a situation that's draining how can you then choose to bring it back to you that's what I'm getting Evelyn um and Alana you said any suggestions for focus this week Let's see here. Oh, okay, Alana, you did get the Eight of Swords. And I think you were here when I was talking about um, how, like, justice, uh, the justice card, it was kind of being paired with the Eight of Swords. Talking about, like, the prisons of our own minds, you know, the prisons of our own making. And you know, I'm thinking, astrologically, you have a Pisces moon. And you know what? Mercury's in Pisces right now. And so in a way, I have a Pisces moon too, you know. So Mercury in Pisces is somewhere, is transiting our moon. And sometimes when we go through Mercury moon transits, um, sometimes it can be a little bit like overthinking our emotions or trying to feel through our emotions by, you know, analyzing them or by thinking them through or trying to think our way out of our emotions. So that's actually what's coming through personally, Alana, this week, like anywhere you're tempted to maybe think through emotions or like figure out emotions, how can you click back into feel, letting yourself feel through something? And then also letting that feeling kind of maybe even motivate some of your creative endeavors, right? Motivating some things that you're working on with your artistic projects and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, really tapping into your Pisces moon this week and what your Pisces moon maybe wants in an interesting way, okay? Venzella, you said I was hoping for a reading for guidance for this week. Yes, okay. All right, Venzella, let's see here. Ooh, 
strength. I like that. Big, um, maybe like, for me, I think, you know, the strength comes, strength card comes out in these really profound moments where we're like even proving our own selves wrong uh, about ourselves, you know, like where have you been discounting your power? Where have you been accepting that? Oh, I couldn't do that. Or, oh, I'm not capable of that. Or, oh, this is going to be a fear I'm never going to overcome. The strength card comes out and says, like, excuse me? Like, no, <laughs> you know, like the strength card says, excuse me. Um, you are capable, you know, like, so there's a story here, maybe this week about your capabilities versus what you think your capabilities are. And like, you know, kind of even questioning, like, what if you could do it? And what if it was perfectly or totally doable? What if, um, what if you were perfectly capable of overcoming this fear or what if you were absolutely available for um you know holding space for yourself to work through this fear and overcome it there's something like bigger that feels like it's being overcome right now it's like a bigger narrative Ven venzella so i'm sending you good vibes with that and it feels like a really like could be a a very big shift to to actually go through the movements of moving through this fear it could be even like a, a life-changing shift in a lot of ways okay um so mel you said you are such a delight this totally resonated thank you so much oh you're welcome um and lexi you said any guidance for the best way to communicate with M post-breakup. Okay, I'll just ask the cards, Lexi, any uh, post-breakup advice? <sighs> All right. Venus retro Venus retrograde still coming in, <laughs> coming in hot. The, the, the rubble of Venus retrograde, you know. Okay, temperance, Lexi. Okay, so this is, oh, yes, I, I love, I love a good temperance moment. Um, any guidance on best way to communicate post-breakup? You know, temperance is about integrating. Um, temperance is the card that comes after death. And death is a really important card because it represents like a change and oftentimes an ending right so if if the breakup or the end end of the relationship was the death card we could say that healing from a breakup is a lot you know temperance temperance card vibes right this is why in my tarot class i always say a really good movie to watch to understand the temperance card is um, Under the Tuscan Sun. If you've never seen it, Lexi, you should watch the movie. It might kind of make this message make a little bit of sense. But that movie is surrounded by like a woman who is going through a divorce and then she kind of goes to Tuscany 
and <laughs> it's a chick flick okay and but it's a good movie and uh she kind of is able to find herself again or whatnot and that whole movie especially when she gets to italy is the temperance card and sometimes in order to even engage in the temperance card we have to like come to an acceptance or a reality or integrate the the death or the change that has happened okay and my question for you is like can we allow ourselves to fully integrate change fully integrate the ending while also like having one foot in the door or like our energy still like kind of you know hanging out with that ending even even snapchats like even texts even um following people on social media seeing their social media posts for me that's still somewhat the energy of like oh i'm keeping one toe in the death card you know i'm keeping one toe with this ending you know and my question too lexi is like what would happen if you allowed yourself to completely enter into the space of um you know this relationship has ended and now i'm in the space of integrating that and discovering like my next chapter as a person and i'm integrating all of these lessons that i learned from this relationship um but also like this feels to me like it's a solo journey that you are being called upon right so when it comes to the question too like best way to communicate with someone post breakup sometimes the best way to communicate it post breakup is not to communicate you know like if that's a choice now it's a different story if we're like co-parenting with someone or if we were living with someone and now we have to like kind of sort out bills and like get our stuff sorted out and i i get that i get that it's not always possible to like you know completely not communicate but I i'm thinking here like that pressure that you feel to communicate is it because of logistical reasons or is it because like again that one toe is still in the death card you know how do we bring the whole the whole being into the temperance which could present some grief and some challenges but you know i think that's okay I, I think that's actually needed. Sometimes in the temperance card, we are grieving and sad and allowing ourselves to have that moment, right? And in keeping the communication going, sometimes we're avoiding that moment, you know? So that's that's what I'm getting, Lexi. I don't know if any of that resonates. If it doesn't, you can let it fly, but that's what I'm feeling. Hey, Dan, you said, first time attending and I'm loving it. I had, you had me with the housewives. <laughs> I would love a card for this week. I have a pending job offer and I feel pulled to finally leave my current place. Ah, Daniel, that's so, um, that's so exciting. Let's see here. Oh my God. You're going to, you're going to die. Dan, you're going to die. The fool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Love it. Um, okay, cool. Love it, Dan. Um, this feels to me like there's a new journey presenting itself. And also you're you're going on the fool's journey with me in tarot class in just a couple weeks too. So yeah, I think I think it's a beautiful time to just let yourself have this new beginning and 
Um, you know, sometimes the fool too is this acceptance that there is no such thing as the right choice or the wrong choice. There's just choices and there's just different versions of ourselves that we can become. In every new chapter that we start, there's going to be other challenges. There's going to be um, other points of suffering. There's going to be obstacles. But does that mean we shouldn't let ourselves have a, a new start? You know, like either way, whether we stay in the same position or we enter into a new chapter, both ways we're going to have challenges, right? Both ways, nothing is ever going to be entirely perfect. Um, so if you're feeling intuitively aligned with this new experience, I think the fool is like a really good omen. Like, yes, like this, we're taking the leap. We don't exactly know what's in store, but it, it, it feels good to me. So um and Evelyn you said thank you so much been working on not overthinking and setting better boundaries yeah totally totally and um Natasha you said I got kicked out of the live hope I didn't miss my card if so I trust I'll find guidance thanks so much Mal I haven't loved social media lately but I love your positive presence and service totally here Natasha I didn't pull you a card um but I'm gonna pull you one right now if you're still here I hope you're still here um, maybe I'm not sure if you're still, Natasha, if you're still here, comment below <laughs> and I'll pull you a card. Um, let's see here. Daniel, you said dead, but in the best way. Yeah, I'm dead with that too. Um, Venzella, you said been going through a lot of, of that definitely resonated worried about or maybe have been hesitant to embrace my inner power and strength totally totally um I am sending you good vibes okay cool Natasha you're here all right let's pull Natasha a card yeah we're having we're having some internet issues it's this Mercury and Pisces um but that's okay Ooh. Natasha, Judgment, and Knight of Wands. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> why is this reminding me? This is reminding me, I think you have Saturn and Aries, don't you, Natasha? I'm like, why is this reminding you, my, reminding me of Saturn and Aries? Like, the sort of, like... There's something restructure. There's like a restructuring that feels like that it's hap that's happening, Natasha. And I also think um, with the judgment card, sometimes this is when a greater calling is um, is being presented to us, like a, a, a sort of um, stepping stone when the universe says, like, "Hello, Natasha." Like we would like you to evolve or we would like you to say yes to um maybe lev leveling up I, I sometimes i say these things and i'm like this is just so i don't know i i don't even know what that means but there, there's something here about yeah what does leveling up really mean well leveling up means we might be saying yes to something that previously we were saying Oh, I'm, uh, I'm not ready for that, y you know, and leveling up is when you realize, oh, yeah, I am ready to say yes to that, right? So it just feels like there's like a greater purpose you're saying yes to. I don't know if this has to do with like, 
what you're going to school for, like when it comes to you, um, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, I think you're training to be like a therapist or a social worker, or am I making this up? Am I, I or is that just your vibe? <laughs> there, there's, there's something here about even like healing your healer journey, like your ability to hold space for others too, because judgment often calls us into like, bringing our talents to the world and being of service with our talents. But in order to do that, we do kind of have to answer the call of leveling up, right? So whatever kind of feels like, hmm, a little bit challenging, a little bit like, oh, could I really do that? I feel like spirit is like, yeah, you could, you could do that, you know? Um, and Natasha, you said, I love how life feels like a video game. And you said, I wanted to go at some point, but I took a new job over school. So maybe even with this too, Natasha, like there's a reminder too, even that you're showing, even if you're showing up at work in a certain frequency, there's like kind of a higher calling of even like an idea or a project or something you're managing at work. I feel like the justice card really puts us in line with um our greater soul's path which i know is like kind of an intimidating thing like oh god like purpose and judgment justice or sorry judgment often brings up like that anxiety about like what's my purpose what's my mission what's my uh, it, it's more about just saying yes to something that feels challenging and kind of letting yourself move through that if that makes sense that kind of feels like judge judgment in this moment you're taking on a challenge okay um and let's see alessandra you said i'd love some guidance regarding my relationships yeah let's see here guys venus venus retrograde is over but it's we're still picking up the the rubble well we're still picking up the pieces Okay, now this feels nine of wands. Now it feels like everybody who's asked about relationships today is kind of getting like a similar message. It, it, it kind of feels like um, the energy, the energy that we put into our relationships, that we put into keeping a connection alive. Um, could it actually be draining if we're the only one putting in the energy to keep it alive, right? Like, uh, we catch ourselves in that sometimes. Like, um, in the energy that I put towards keeping this connection alive, or like, in the energy that I put towards this person, or it, it, with the energy that I uh, spend even thinking about this situation how much of it is actually benefiting me and how much is actually a drain and what would happen if i redistributed some of that energy back to myself that's what i'm feeling and you know the nine of wands can sometimes be a little bit of like burnout with a situation or when we're not really we've kind of lost um uh Nine of Wands is like, we're so close to finishing a project 
but at this point we're kind of sick of the project so we're like why am I even doing this in the first place you know so that could also be an invitation a list to like maybe remind yourself like if you are feeding and kind of putting energy towards a certain relationship and you've lost your why like why am I even doing this in the first place it might be an invitation to this week to relocate the why and it's actually kind of a sign too if we can't relocate the why you know like why am I doing I don't know like if it's still like I don't know I don't know I don't know that might be a sign too that maybe the energy that you're putting into this is a little bit more of a drain. Maybe the energy is wanting to be kind of redistributed somewhere else in your life, okay? Um, and uh, Natasha, you said, thank you so much. I really appreciate your guidance always. Thanks for sharing this community. You're so welcome. And let's see here. Um, so Tristan, I'm actually going to answer, I'll answer Tristan and Jessica, and then I'm going to bounce because I'm going to prepare for my clients later today. So Tristan, if you're still here, you said I would love a card, nothing specific, but whatever the cards say. Yeah, let's see here. Yeah, sorry if your question got lost. We had a little... We had a little uh, glitch here. Tristan, Knight of Pentacles. Um, I'm getting Tristan with the Knight of Pentacles. It, it, it's kind of a message here about strategizing and planning this week. So sometimes when inspiration hits, we want to, um, like, we sometimes act on that inspiration and then it's almost like that inspiration is just that it it's fleeting it, it it's fleeting very quickly right like oh like i'm gonna i'm an artist and i'm gonna paint something today and then you paint something and like it feels good but then the next day like the inspiration is completely lost i actually think the knight of pentacles is trying to help you through this instead of only acting towards your projects or goals when you're feeling inspired the Knight of Pentacles teaches us how to like continue to show up to our projects, even when we're not feeling like entirely inspired or artistic or whatnot. So there's something about like strategizing and planning and even like self-discipline when it comes to um, when it comes to like a bigger project that you're working on. And this is actually hitting, this message is hitting me in a personal way as well. Cause I've been lacking with some personal discipline stuff in the past couple months. And I feel like sometimes we can get stuck in using like, I'm not inspired as like an excuse sometimes. So I, I think there's something there, Tristan, like, feels like the knight of pentacles say, is saying like no like there is still something to be strategized or there is still something that could potentially be planned that could be helpful for you to envision at this moment okay um and um cool i'm glad that resonated tristan and 
Alessandra, you said that was very on point and helpful. Thank you. It's been very challenging living with family again and being away from my partner, starting to feel burnt out. Totally, totally. Um, and uh, Jessica, you said, thank you, Mal. My question also might have gotten lost. Here, Jessica, if you're still here, I'm going to pull you a card and you'll be our last card for today. Cool. Knight of Swords in reverse. The first thing that came through, Jessica, was this week, it might be um, interesting for you to maybe examine a little bit of your relationship with control and also maybe examining, um, you know, our relationship with control is often inherited, you know, like, like, um, you know, if, if we have like and I'm not calling you a control freak, but if we have for, for less, you know, there's not a good way to put this. I feel like I'm struggling with my words this morning, but like if we have control freak vibes in a family system, right? Like our mom or our dad or whatever, like control is really important to uh, sort of being like a anxiety regulator because that's why we control things right it's like an attempt to it's a not so great attempt at controlling our anxiety right or managing anxiety in some way and those traits can be passed down to ourselves right so believe me I am I am 100% a product of this like uh, as well. So I think there's something just about examining relationship with control this week, Jessica, that's coming through. Where can you let go a little bit more? Where can there be more acceptance that you actually can't control this situation, this person, this outcome? There are things that you aren't able to curate. You know, there are things that you aren't able to exactly manage the outcome of everything um and that's okay you know sometimes the knight of swords makes us realize that the only thing we really have is like our response to the thing you know we don't actually have control of the outcome of the thing so i think that's something here jessica like uh reconnecting to the power of your response to the world instead of um, trying to control the little details um, this week because that might be um, you know that might not be the best use of like the last week of Pisces season right so um, I'm taking that message to my heart too Jessica so I hope that resonated um, and for all of you who are still here thank you so much for continuing to hang out with me i always enjoy everybody's presence um and i did stay on much longer than i usually do but i was just having a lot of fun today um on daylight savings time so <laughs> i hope you have a wonderful rest of your sunday um thank you so much for all of your support and we will talk soon